Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're just striving to put new stuff in front of you and encouraging you to interact with it however you see fit. If you like something, buy a record, go see a band, buy a t-shirt. doesn't matter what we think of it. We are not striving to be professional critics, make objective value judgments, or be tastemakers here. If you like something, go ahead and like it. Uh, The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to, and that's all there is to it. If you want to send in music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Feel free to shoot us a text message as well. And if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Um, <clears throat> so we were just watching some uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 videos. Yeah, before some we, bloopers. Yeah, some blooper reels. Uh, I actually just restarted that today. Did you? Yes. Uh, it, 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 we had we had the first snow, the first actual snow of the season. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of stuff snick, but stick, but it was like it was snowing fairly hard yesterday yeah, for a little bit, right? Yeah. And that got me in the mood because to go high up into the mountains into the Grizzlies. Exactly because you know the opening sequence all takes place in that snowstorm, sure. and so I played for about six or seven hours today, and I noticed I I hadn't played since May of 2020, and I don't know what happened because that was right in the middle of the pandem- pandemic. Yeah. So I don't know what possibly could have derailed me from playing. I got like 40 percent into the game and then stopped playing for some reason. Weird. Don't I have no idea why, but I have no intention of doing that now. Um, so if nobody hears from me that much over the coming weeks, it's because I'm playing RDR2 exclusively and taking breaks only to do essential work and to go on this upcoming Colossal Man run. Yeah, okay. Um, But uh, beyond that, I just wanted to mention, I listened to some stuff that we didn't get around to on the show last week, Mm -hmm. and I listened to uh, some stuff in entirety, in its entirety, that we did get around to on the show last week. So I wanted to say... The soft cover, covers record, I listened to the entire thing. I liked it a whole lot. I thought it was really good. Scott messaged me after uh, the episode aired and was like, you're a fucking lunatic. That record is not middling in any way. It's really fucking good. It's perfect, you know, Scottish, like, style, pop guns, worship shit, which I made See, those comparisons that, on the show. Yeah, that's, that's why I was kind of surprised that you weren't more into it. I, I said it was good, and yeah. that and if, if if it struck me at a different time, I probably would have. Well, we had just heard that existence, existence right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I listened to it just in a vacuum, not surrounded by ripping hardcore, and yeah, I loved it. On that note, the whole existence record is really fucking good. Yeah, it is. I listened to that at the shop the next day after yeah. we recording it. Fucking rules. The arrogance demo is really really fucking good as well. Um, also, not anything that we listened to on the show, but the new Live It Down promo came out either today or yesterday. It's like two and a half songs. It's like a song plus like another song and like a coda or something like that. <clears throat> and it's really, really good. It sounds like whatever it's a promo for is going to be their best material yet. They're still doing the, you know, tried and true integrity style thing. Mm-hmm. But they added a few new tricks in there. They have some they have some pseudo blasty single string tremolo parts, which is a thing that integrity does from time to time. Sure. It's still distinctly Clevo core of the exact era that you like. And it's really, really fucking good. Um, I also played a show two days ago what is today monday so yeah on saturday 
uh, with mutilatred mm-hmm. and feticide at the uh, at the uh, VFW Hall here yeah. in town. How was that? It was great. Um, it was cool. I you know I think that Fort Wayne maybe is is finally at a point where a show doesn't have to be like an all out event for it to still do really well, which okay. is nice because. Yeah. That's always a that's always a a, a tricky and spot to be in where mm-hmm. it's like you can book a show that you know is going to do well and you can talk it up and be like hey don't miss this one it's going to be fucking good and you get 120 130 150 kids out to it but then you're still getting 30 kids out to just like a random show yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like well you didn't tell me it was going to be good yeah, so you didn't. I didn't show up <laughs> right 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 exactly so it was nice because, uh, so it was uh, one of my bands, my fake band, basically, Code of Violence. We've been k- kind of a band since, like, 2019. We recorded, like, a demo and an EP. It's been a revolving door lineup. I quit the band earlier this year, and they gaslit me. I think I talked about it on the last episode. They basically gaslit me yeah. into doing a show. Um, and so I did, and it went as well as you could um, could hope for after two practices and not having played another show since, like, February. So we've played two shows officially now, and that'll probably be the only two shows we ever played. But, you know, I think some kids were stoked to see us. But other than that, it was just a show. Um, yeah. Mutal came out. Um, from Ohio and played it. And I must say, I've seen Mutilatred a handful of times. I think they they mentioned uh, at the gig that I think their first out-of-town show was at the Harrison House like a decade ago. Hmm. It was a long fucking time ago. And I remember being at that show. And it's not the only time they played there. They played there at least a couple times. They played my house once or twice. So I've seen them, played with them a handful of times. And I must say, Mutilatred is uh, goaded with the sauce, as the kids say, or as they used to say a couple years ago at least. Um, If you're looking for, like, brutal slamming death metal that is not of the maggot stomp variety, that is not, like, you know, paint-by-numbers, hardcore guys trying to play death metal and overemphasizing all the wrong parts, Mutilatred is it. It's, like, the exact blueprint, in the same way that a band like Dying Fetus or Suffocation is the exact yeah. blueprint blueprint for what, like, slammy, beat-down hardcore bands wish they could do but simply don't have the skill or good taste to pull off. Right. Like, a, a, a beat-down band, like a hardcore, like, beat-down band opened the show, mm-hmm. and Mutilatred closed the show, mm-hmm. and that bookend really served to emphasize the juxtaposition between the forms. Yeah. Because the slams and the songs were mostly indiscernible in terms of, like, form. But execution, taste, placement in the song, what they were surrounded by, Mutilatred and Bands of Their Ilk understands that the slam is uh, is a part that, as we've talked about on this show many times, you have to earn the breakdown. Sure. You have to earn it, sure. right? If you're just breakdown into breakdown into breakdown, it does nothing. Right. It's not moving. It's nah. not, you know, it sucks. Right. It's fucking boring. It, it is not a fun way to even write a song, let alone listen to a fucking song. Right. So Mutilatred is like perfectly illustrates how, because the slams are fucking great and they're fucking awesome. And you can see how a low IQ guy would be like, yo, that's it. Let's just do that for fucking four <laughs> minutes at a time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when they hit, you're like, oh, fuck. But right. you don't understand that they're padded by, like, good songwriting right. around them that makes them hit hard. Right. You know what I mean? So you throw mesh shorts and a flat bill in the mix and you go, oh, my God, dude, that's it. <laughs> yeah. you know? So uh, I love I love the, the low IQ guy. I'm just picturing, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> – they're incapable of understanding anything. 
Yeah. You know, like, sure. like you know, show a caveman, I don't know, a fucking iPhone. But, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> right. And so what does it immediately go for? Like the rock to smash the iPhone? Right. Because yeah, that's yeah. what it understands. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the guy the listening. Like, oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the guy listening to suffocation and, do, and do, not understanding. Yeah, automatically, does it have a fucking, like, like, Dumbass New York accent like the Grimskin. Right? Of course, oh, like yeah. oh yeah, that's the shit. Oh yeah, that's the shit, man. That's the yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Automatically. So I just wanted to shout out Mutilatred. I think they in a in a sea of bands that are doing a much weaker rendition of what they are doing. They uh, they remain my favorite band playing that style of death metal. Today. There you go. Um, you got anything this week? No, I've had a fucking Whitney Houston song and a Mariah Carey song, not in particular. <laughs> Stuck in my head for like a week and a half. Now. Okay, that's rough, man. And I've been trying anything to fucking purge it, man. I've yeah, been, uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I only like I only sort of like entrench it more mm-hmm. because then I like I don't know the whole song. Sure, of course. I, yeah. I just know the hook from the fucking radio. Right. But then I make it scatological. Of course. So then it is firmly entrenched in my fucking brain. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's get let's get rid of it. Yeah, let's get rid of it. Because honestly, I I fucking hate I hate music like that. That might be that might be my least favorite type of music. Yeah, see, I can I can I can take that all day. Honestly, like it really doesn't bug me. Some of it I even straight up like. Like I don't really like Mariah Carey. I really don't like Whitney Houston too much. But there are some tracks that I can that I can rock with decently well enough. Uh, but I hate the sound of their voices. I hate it's. It's right up there. It's right up there with fucking country, especially see, modern country. See, contemporary pop country for me, like, eclipses that stuff, blows it out of the water. I have zero tolerance for it. Whereas if Mariah Carey comes on, I'm fine. I'm chilling. Oh, God. Uh, I wanted to say one more thing, actually, before we get into the queue, which is I've addressed this on the show before, but it happened just this last week after our last episode dropped, so I wanted to bring it up again. Um, there was a little graphic made by, uh, fuck, man, I already forget the name of the band, the pop-punk band that thinks that they are a power-pop band from uh, from Florida. Oh, the fucking... Uh, uh, yeah. He- Heaven Moto? Heaven Moto, that's it, right? They made a little graphic um, with, their, uh, with their alien guy and posted it on Instagram and tagged us in it and said, the critics have spoken. And then in quotes it says, fuck this, fuck the people who made it, and fuck everyone involved. And then attributed to <laughs> yeah. Del Listen. But next to it is a picture of me. Yeah. And I didn't fucking say that. Yeah. You said that. But due to the fact that you are enigmatic, uh, not easy to Google, most people don't know what you look like. You can't be tracked down on the internet unless you have more information than is typically presented about you on this show. Yeah. So much shit. Like, including people, <laughs> when people get actually mad about the show, which I think happens w- way less frequently than it used to. Because yeah. we've been around long enough now that I think people get, they get the bit. I right? don't know. I think. It, again, you don't know, right? <laughs> so I'm out there. I'm yeah. interacting with the people. I know. I think people have, have mellowed and, and started to kind of understand the nature of what it is that we do here. Um, and understand that we don't take ourselves seriously in the slightest. But nonetheless, every time something is misconstrued, taken out of context, uh, makes somebody mad, regardless of whether or not you said it or I said it, it's the heat's coming down on me. Someone's messaging me about (laughs) it. Somebody is attributing a quote to me. I don't know, man. So 
you once again get all the benefits and none of the consequences. You get the accolades, man. <laughs> no, that's not true though. See, this is not true. This is the fuck up. This is the fucked up part is that I get all the heat, but then like people will will always talk about how you're the best part of the show. So it's it's a lose lose for me. No, no. <laughs> but see, like. They have a moto. They yeah. don't give a shit. No, they don't. They're they, having fun. They took They're it. They're not they, mad. No, they didn't. They they, right? they they totally took it in stride. And a shout out to them for doing so. Uh, Joey, who sent it in, fought me for hours on whether or not they actually sounded like the bands I described them as. He's like, I'm listening to My Chemical Romance right now, and, and this this doesn't sound like that. And I See, was just I wonder, like, I wonder if the people that's like submit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the band, right, right. But right. the people that submit a band, right, yeah. I wonder if they take more offense. Sometimes Joey definitely didn't, but he was trying to defend himself, and I was like, look, oh, man. man, I was like, look. You can if you like it, cool. I, that's what I said. You I was like, like, like I man. was like, dude, I like plenty of lame ass shit. Ray likes Mariah Carey. I fucking hate <laughs> right. the sound of her voice. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, I like plenty of lame ass shit, dude. You don't have to defend yourself. You liked something that's bad. It's all good. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I was like, it, it, you know, it sounds like it, this fucking starting line. It sounds like radio pop. Pop, pop punk of the early 2000s. You can't wiggle your way out of this one. You sent oh. a bad band into the show. Yeah. It is what it, it is, It is brother. what it is. Sometimes you just, you can't win them all. Right. If you're Joe, you can't win many of them. Right. But he did send in something this week in an attempt to redeem himself. So let's see. So first up, we have got uh, Public Strain. This was sent in by SM. Um, Public Strain appears to be a band out of Memphis, Tennessee. This is uh, EP1, so it's their debut, and it was described as noisy rock. It was not described as noise rock, but noisy rock. Okay. Um, then we have got Warfuck with Diptych. This was sent in by Joey. This is his attempt to absolve himself of his prior pop-punk submission. Um, <laughs> he said this is a grind band from Lyon, France that's been around since like 2012, and he is uh, surprised that he hasn't heard of them before. Um, so he uh, he said he thought he'd send this our way. He liked it quite a lot. Okay. He said that he's probably still not going to be off the hook with you because you're probably going to hear something and describe it as cute. You know, here's the thing. Like, I'm never surprised. Like, we might hear something that fucking smokes. I'm like, how did I not hear this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to remember, it's like, it's because there were literally hundreds of thousands of fucking bands. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's the just well no is way. endless. There's no way to right? hear everything. Yeah. And they basically all sound the same. Yeah. For, yes, oh, for in sure. one way or right, another. Right, in one way or another, right. Yeah. Um, next, we've got Hellbender with their demo. This is a, another grind band out of Bloomington. It was sent in by John. Um, Hellbender features at least one member that played in like the earliest iteration of Full Stride, Tina. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't heard this stuff, but I know they've been floating around for a while, and I think this, uh, this demo just came out of the beginning of the year. Um, then we have Nuclei. Um, this, com this, is, uh, this is Bringing Out the Beast. It is a 10-song full-length and uh, this is like the new, this is the new project from Aaron Melnick. Um, I'm not sure what Aaron Melnick is doing in this other than vocals and guitar. Okay. He might be doing everything. Um, also, I should note, this was sent in by Zach, who does a podcast, a, 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 also a hardcore podcast called 185 Miles South, which I listen to on occasion and enjoy, and I think is a bigger podcast than ours. And I'm always surprised when like other people in the general orbit of what we do 
um, listen to our show, especially yeah. when they do it with a higher level of like professionalism and success than we do. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, yeah. oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the nod, man. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, so yeah, he was saying that uh, that we noted on the show that there's not enough Melnick in in current hardcore and uh this is a new melnick project okay i actually was listening to some of this like i just managed to listen to like two minute two minutes of it in the car before i came into your house so um we'll see how it sits with me but okay. i will say from the very brief snippet that i heard it's definitely aaron melnick i hope i hope we like it because I, then i don't want us to complain about the thing we've heard him do yeah yeah yeah, Sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> next up we have got silver car crash with shattered shine this was sent into the show before uh this was once again resubmitted by TJ, who is just desperately trying to get it on the show. It's a Pittsburgh band consisting of a bunch of Pittsburgh people that you would know playing non-hardcore music. Then we've got uh, Ectospire with Turbulent Echoes Above Fields of Cannon. Um, this is a submission by Eric, who recorded and mixed this. He said it was uh, this was uh, this band's submission to a four-way split, a.k.a. a compilation. Um, it looks like the name of the split is The Mire of Absolute Repulsion, and it came out on Gurgling Gore. Then we have got uh, Crucimentum with Obsidian Refractions. This was sent in by Luis. Um, it is some UK death metal, it appears. Um, then we have got Subject to Change with uh, their demo. This just came out. I think it is young kids from Chicago playing exactly what you think it is by looking at it. You mm -hmm. know, some good old-fashioned, regular boys haircut, hardcore. This was sent in by a different Luis. Uh, then we have got Precious Blood with Infernal Overthrow of Wretched Majesty. This was sent in by Blade, who plays in the band. This is another one that is exactly what it looks like. He said, like, classic second wave black metal warship. Uh, they are based out of California. And then last up, we have iPad Baby with Feed Me Paper. Uh, this was sent in by Homeboy, who does Window Phase, who he, we have okay. had on the show two, maybe three times, and mm. has, have praised its genuine weirdness. He said that he and his pals decided to do an egg punk band, quote, as a meme, uh, and essentially try to do as much as they could within the limitations of that description. Okay. So we'll see how, uh, see how that goes. See how they did. Let's roll the dice. I feel like, I feel like when, um, like when when a when a band needs a heavy description. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. When you when you're equivocating before the first note of yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. You know? when there's yeah. too much exposition. I agree. Yeah. Four. All right, four is the Aaron Melnick project. Okay, Nuclei. So this is is it? It's Nuclei. It's Nuclei. Oh yeah, it's A E. Yes, Nuclei. Okay, or maybe Nuclei is actually it's not a real word. It's not. No, no, no. So uh, I was just I was reading that as the scientific uh, plural of nucleus. Nuclei. Yes. Oh. Um, so Nuclei. Okay. So this is uh, bringing out the beast by Nuclei. Uh, like I said, I don't know if this involves anyone other than Aaron Melnick. This might just straight up be an Aaron Melnick solo project. Um, Zach suggested Dead Weight because the first song is evidently just like a four-minute yeah. like, intro, which is not out well, of character. Well, that's also for the song that loads is Dead, Dead Weight. weight so. Yeah, for sure. So he said this is the first song with vocals. So we're going to listen to Dead Weight by Nuclei off of Bringing Out the Beast.
So that was Dead Weight by Nuclei off of Bringing Out the Beast, which, again, I'm pretty sure is just straight up an Aaron Melnick solo project. How would you feel about that? I'm not sure if it is or not. Okay. Um, I found an interview on, about the project with him on, on no, no Echo. Echo. Okay. And he talks about, I don't know, his brother, um, Leon, and somebody else. Okay. Maybe fucking around with this. I don't really know. Okay. The project seems to be, um, I guess, a concept piece. Seems that way. Um, Aaron Melnick apparently writes uh, has been dabbling in science fiction since and writing since he left Integrity around the time that he left. Yeah, I think he's like putting out a book soon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think the book is the book is connected to this and and the music inspired by some of the you know concepts that he's explored in science fiction. Okay, so musically, mm-hmm. this was pretty fucking dope for sure. Those riffs were good. Yes. I like the dirgy sludginess of it. There's yeah. a there's a little bit of fucking doom in there. For sure. At least that track. I don't yeah. know what the rest of this sounds like. I'm gonna find out. Right. The only thing that it it I'm not entirely sold on the vocals. No, nah, me neither. Not entirely. Like here's the thing. When I hear a song open up like this one opened up, mm-hmm. I expect to hear Dwid. Or a clone of Dwid <laughs> right. within thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, I'm not, now, now yeah. that's on me, sure, right? Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. expectation, right? right because yeah. Aaron Melnick 
has such an absolutely distinct style of playing. For sure. Right? The guitar yeah. tone, the solos, everything about it is, you know, you know who that is. Yes. And if somebody's trying to ape that, you know exactly who they're trying to fucking ape. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's just, it, it's, it's, that's my Pavlovian response to hearing the For guitar sure, yeah. that sounds like that is, where's Dwid? I'm not saying I want to hear Dwid fucking yelling and screaming all over this. In fact, right. I kind of don't. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. I just would like to hear, I don't know, I something a little more than the uh, sort of nebulous whispering. For sure. Because I think... So the nebulous whispering is an integrity classic. Move, it is, it is. But it's used in bits and pieces to accentuate certain parts of the song, and used as just the upfront over the whole song vocal approach. I don't think it was hyper effective. Now maybe that's not the vocal approach that is utilized on the rest of the album. And I'm certainly going to check out the rest of this because I'm not missing a chance to hear Aaron Melnick no. play Aaron Melnick riffs. No, no, because, man, when this kicked in, both of our, I, we're like, okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, okay. man, the man hasn't lost it. If nothing else, the dude knows so many people who are, have been around for so long. They, they, not only do they lose the sauce, but I think so many times, particularly in hardcore, and metal, mm -hmm. they don't know what they even had in the first place. Like, yeah. they don't know what made their own music great. If they had a distinctive sound at one point, it was either happenstance or at some point during it was their a life. It was transitional. Sure. Yeah. Something happened in which they no longer can access that or seemingly have no concept of what it was that made them them. This is fucking Aaron Melnick 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, dude, that, that could easily be a systems-era integrity riff, but there is a little bit, as you mentioned, there, it's a little spacier, it's a little doomier, and he utilizes shoegaze in the description of this, with the implication being that, because I think I read a couple excerpts of that interview too, with the implication being that he explores some, like, gothier elements on some of this and some spacier elements and it mm -hmm. seems very intentional yeah yeah i think that i think there's different instrumentation on different on other tracks too i want to see where this whole thing goes because if it is a concept thing yeah and the whole thing is just sort of like develops from beginning to end right yeah exactly you know we just heard a snippet of it for sure yes i really fucking like that yeah for sure um i i bet i bet if i like the rest of the album musically as much as i like that track I'm going to like the vocals yeah. by the end of it, too. Yes. Like, yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. In the context of the whole record, this might, especially any time you're dealing with a conceptual piece, certainly one that is, like, loosely designed to accompany another type of media, I think consuming it in its entirety is the only way to really do it justice and honor it. So I'm going to sit down when I've got, you know, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, however, whatever the runtime of this is, and just consume it in its entirety and see how it sits with me. Because on its face... I thought that it was pretty good, and as as you just said, even though I didn't really love the vocals right. in isolation, maybe over the course of an entire record where they they right. are they clearly are serving like the mu musical motifs right. might grow on me. Right. So if anything, I'm just happy to see Aaron Melnick making fucking sick ass music because yeah. the dude has played in a bunch of different bands i mean and they all fucking ripped he played in early iterations of uh fucking one life crew that ripped he played in inmates which fucking ripped inmates he plays played at the house with uh fucking darvis sets yeah, yeah. Once. yeah 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 um 
fucking he played on the classic and cold blood material mm -hmm. right he played on all the best integrity records like there and as you just mentioned like there are a few people not only as di stylistically distinct as aaron melnick in the history of hardcore but few people that have like ushered in a watershed moment or like a sea change moment in the way that integrity did and that dude was a maybe the key component of right it, right so um so shout out to aaron melnick still doing cool stuff so many years later where he could uh be doing nothing at all he's still writing ripping riffs <laughs> uh, you know what i mean doing literally nothing at all <laughs> he could be he could be sitting in his room playing rdr2 for 12 hours a day like yeah. i plan to do so. <laughs> literally nothing at all <laughs> right he doesn't know anybody anything he's given us some of the greatest records ever in hardcore right. so um all right what's uh what's next one all right, one is Public Strain with EP1. This is the band from Memphis that plays, quote-unquote, noisy rock. Um, we'll see if that aligns with our general def definition of noise rock or if that term was used um, expressly to avoid comparisons to noise rock within the attempt to kind of communicate what this <laughs> is but not pigeonhole it, you know? Right, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, 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 sure. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's you like be, saying you should be proud to fly that flag if you're playing good noise that's, rock. That's like we're saying we play punky rock, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, if somebody says they play punky rock, I'm not even listening. No, of course not, right. for sure. But in all fairness, this was not a member of the band. It was you know somebody else who said the sentence described it as noisy rock. Okay, um, so uh, no particular song was recommended. They have the first song queued up to play. We're gonna listen to "Dirty Blonde" by Public Strain off of EP One.
All right, that was Dirty Blonde by Public Strain off of EP1. I'll speak on this first because I'm very familiar with what this is. They describe themselves as a post-punk band, and I think that's half true at best. Um, This is the poppier end of the post-hardcore spectrum filtered through post-punk, which is a thing that we first saw starting to happen in the wake of the last title fight record almost a decade ago at this point, not quite, but a handful of years ago, I think it came out in 2015 or 16, Hyperview, um, they got chorus pedals, they got really into shoegaze and post-punk and Morrissey, um, and they put out a really good record, and a lot of local bands that were previously playing kind of energetic, pop-punky, post-hardcore tried to pivot to that and didn't do so very successfully. This is the more successful version of that. I would never describe this as post-punk, even though though there are post-punk tinges in this. I played in a band uh, years ago that was not a million miles away from this. Chorus, pedals, melody. We had heavier, like, far-style post-hardcore shit in there than this did, but this easily could have incorporated that, too. All in all, I thought this was pretty okay. It's definitely um, the children of, like a wave of stuff that I didn't really like that much, but had a handful of really standout bands that I did enjoy a whole lot, um, like Title Fight. This is the stuff that's coming in its wake that's like we're still feeling the reverberations of, and a lot of bands that were playing, I think, much more objective, uh, objectionable styles of like really limp-wristed alt-rock in the last, we'll say, five to seven years have pivoted to this less objectionable style of alt-rock with some truer influence, um, if not a truer execution. So to me, this stuff still kind of rings as on the periphery of like of, of this sort of music that I really dig. But if this band is on a show, I'm not offended by it. And if they're really good live, it could straight up win me over in the sense that I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't listen to this on record, but anytime I go through Memphis and I play with Public Strain, they always put on a really good show, and I like watching them. There were plenty of bands in that world when I was doing the fucking No Sleep Records thing and playing with a lot of those run-for-cover and adjacent bands that were very much in that lane, where it's like, I never listen to this shit, but if we play with them, if I see them live, yeah, they're a good band, they're fun to watch. It's not really my thing, but it's like just close enough to things that I like that I'm not offended by it. And I think that this is exactly where that sits. I think this is just fine, uh, but it doesn't really interest me, you know? Mm, I didn't like it at all. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I wish it was noise rock. Yeah, sure. Of course. Right. Yes. Yeah. This is definitely not, I wouldn't even describe this as noisy rock. It might just be that the individual who sent it in just maybe didn't have like that many reference points for Uh, what they were doing, which is all good. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I no, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't no, expect I, you yeah, like I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. If I'm at a show and this band's playing, yeah. I am, I'm glad if I'm not standing right up front. Sure. So that I can just dip. You can dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Whoops. See yeah. you guys. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, catching, I'm catching some I'm air not, for this. Uh, I'm yeah. out for this. Yeah, for sure. I'm I, not, I'm, it's, not, it's not offensive. Right, right. It's just, ugh. It's, it's not moving. It, it kind of ties I'm back. I'm going to go outside and sing songs about... Like turds Poop to pee. Whitney Houston songs. Of course, yeah. And and that's the thing is like if this if this stuff doesn't go live, 
I'm usually walking out after two or three songs and I'm not mad about what I just saw, but I also am just like, I don't feel compelled to stick around for it. I've yeah. walked out, I've walked out on a zillion sets of a zillion bands like this and it's never with malice. It's just with like a general disinterest. And I think this ties back into what you were talking about last week, which is that you don't want to have neutral experiences yep. that very much yes. extends to music for me. And yeah. all, almost all of the bands that fall into this category that have existed for the last 10 years, mm -hmm most of them are a neutral experience to me. Yeah. And that's just fine. To a lot of people, this is very moving. It really resonates. They like it a lot. It is the one in a million band doing this kind of thing that really breaks through for me and resonates in any way. And that gets less and less with each passing year for me because I'm older and more jaded. And uh, even though it usually seems to go in the inverse, more and more close-minded <laughs> as I age. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> don't know how that, I don't know how I got that bug because <laughs> all of my friends seem to be going, not all of, some of my friends and acquaintances, more my acquaintances actually, seem to be going in the opposite direction, but I'm just narrowing in more and more and more. Yeah, I figured I like. out what I like. Yeah, exactly. Right? I have less time to dick around. I have less time to dick around. Yeah. And not only that, but like, you know, like, what is this? Yeah. What the fuck has happened in, I'll say, I'll be generous and say 20 years. Yeah. That requires me to pick my head up out of the fucking weeds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally yeah. nothing. Nothing, man. Yeah. Literally nothing. No, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. The, the, the time of exploration and discovery is long since gone. <laughs> yes, me. I mean, that's gone. Yeah, that's gone. Sure. Like, yeah. like what, 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 suddenly I'm going to start liking, I don't know, like uh, dramas about like, you know, modern fucking families and shit like that <laughs> on TV. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly sure. I'm going to start liking fucking, you know, jangly stuff like this. That, right. uh, like, like seriously, the closest thing I can think is like, oh, what is this trying to pull from? It's almost 40 years old. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, no. and to me, this is, this is pulling from stuff that is 30, 35 years old, but filtered through a wave of bands from that I 10 never to 15 paid years attention ago. to. Yeah, and bands that I was kind of forced into orbit orbit with and like mostly begrudgingly tolerated and liked a few of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like now it's certainly not piquing my interest, but the this is not a band that I would say is bad. They're doing what they're doing very well. I'm sure people like this. I think it's a young person's game, and like, I'm no longer a young person. Like you know, title fight. Yeah. Well, see, I, I fucking never love heard a lick of title fight. I love title fight. What do they have songs about pulping embryonic whores? No, they no, don't. No. I don't want to listen to them. <laughs> sure, yeah, I love title fight, but also like uh, title fight is a band I grew up with. They are the same age as me. They started as teenagers guys, when I was been, a teenager. Since you were like five, I've been listening to those boys. In no, title no, fight. but since I was like <laughs> since, since I was like sixteen. <laughs> Bunch of little five-year-olds dinking away. Since I was like 16, yeah. you know what I mean? So since I was a child, they were releasing records and they were like, their tastes were growing and were reflected in their music in the same way that my tastes were growing. And yep. like, I've never heard a single note of music they played. You wouldn't like it. Right. You wouldn't like it. But I, I think they are a generational band and one of my favorite bands that came out of, uh, of like the mid to late 2000s scene. Um, but a definite standout, a band that spawned a thousand imitators almost most none of whom uh, managed to pull it off. Um, so Public Strain is, you know, another band in that long lineage, and I think that they are just fine. I don't think that this was bad at all. I'm just not the yeah. guy for it. So young, I, did, young I, didn't I, I didn't like this at all. Okay. I'm what's out. what's uh, what's next? Seven. 
Okay, uh, we're going to get some black metal here. This is Precious Blood with Infernal Overthrow of Wretched Majesty. So this, just going in, yeah. looking at artwork, uh-huh. before you even like describe the bands, Yeah, this is the one that caught my eye. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. The artwork on this is sick. Yeah, it looks it looks like exactly what we're about to hear, I bet. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to be, the, like, maybe some fucking, like, you know, synth stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure looking at the artwork. Yeah. Because um, it kind of looks pixelated in the thumbnail on my computer. Yeah, sure. No, it's, uh, it's I think it's some, some straight up second wave black metal okay. shit. So, well, um, let's hope it's um, tastefully uh, abridged for modern palettes. Mm, I think that I think it it may be um, too many years of short music has really we we talk about this all the time, man. Yeah, it's it's Transylvanian hunger, right? Yo, yeah, I can get, I can. get rid of like five minutes of that song. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can still listen to it, but if a new band did that, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so I don't think they have these songs uh, listed or anything on here. We're just gonna press play, and I guess when the song ends, like when it clearly ends. We'll just hit stop, I guess. I don't know. Um, So we're going to listen to the first song off of Infernal Overthrow of Wretched Majesty by Precious Blood. Thanks for 
All right, so we just listened to the first track off of Infernal Overthrow of Wretched Majesty by Precious Blood. I can't really read the text. I think it says, um, as the tyrants fall. Okay, so I believe that was as the tyrants fall. Yes, the first track. Yeah, so that was as advertised for sure. Uh, Extremely stripped down lo-fi. Yes. Uh, This was... I wasn't a hundred percent off when I said I maybe was expecting some dungeony synth stuff. Sure, this is pr- there's no synth in this. No, but this is very much of that sort of like, you know, grindstone, like yes. it's sort of black metal. It's grasping at like some medieval influence. Some medieval influence, and well, obviously, right? Because sure. there's like a fucking like helmet with a spear through it. Yeah, but even in like the core progressions, in the core projections, yes, and, and, and just sort of like. Everything about it. Sure. Right? Yes. A, a little bit of the uh, fun ghosts and goblins right. aspect to it. Yeah, for sure. This was sick. I thought it was awesome. I love this. Yeah. See, this is the thing. I don't, I didn't, you know, I didn't fucking like, uh, um, you know, the last band at all. Yeah, Public Strain. Public Strain. Yeah. They're trying to make good music. Yes. These people could not fucking care less about making good music. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is sick. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, that's the that's our little idiosyncrasy on this <laughs> yeah, show. Like, One yeah, of many. This is, this is fucking super sick, right? It's yeah. just uh, some horrific, goofy shit. This band has, it looks like two members. I can't find out who it is. Okay. They're Metallum Page. They've been around since 2021. Well, one, the person who sent this in, uh, according to their email, is named Blade, and Blade plays in the band. Okay. So that may be the assumed identity. I have known real people named Blade before. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude, come on. I, I have known a Blade. We're at, yo, we're, it's 2023. There are, young, there are people young enough out there to be named Blade after Ooh. the comic book character. I know. Or, you after, know I mean? or after the film. At, you most know likely. damn well it's yeah. after the movie. Sure, and yeah. you know damn well it's probably Blade 2. <laughs> probably, but Blade 2 fucking rocks. Blade 2 Bla- is pretty good. Blade 3, Blade 3 fucking sucks. Blade Trinity yeah. is awful. But yeah. Blade 2 is fucking great. Yeah, Blade 2 is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for They're sure. pretty cool vampires. Yes, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know you know damn well it's it's some new metal parents probably. that were really into Blade 2. And then also probably Queen of the Damned. Oh, for sure, dude. Dude, my mom used to love oh. the Queen of the Damned soundtrack, <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. She yeah, yeah. loved it. You know. You know it, right? Yeah, on the rare occasion when my mom would venture into the kitchen right. to do some dishes, phew, dude, the Queen of the Damned soundtrack was blaring out right. of the boombox. Right. Yeah. Queen of the Damned then died in an airplane accident. She did, yeah. Rest in peace, Aaliyah. Yeah. What a talent. What a talent. Long gone, wasted on a mountain slope. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, this was primitive, raw, lo-fi, this was Neanderthal. Th- yeah, this you know. was sick. This was this is definitely Great. some caveman, you know. Um, I mean, a lot of hell hammering here, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, say this, sure. is like, uh, th- this is like... Some caveman uh, 1.5 wave. 1.5 wave, exactly. Right, yes. somewhere between Hellhammer and Bathory yeah. and, you know, fucking mayhem. Yeah, for sure. Fucking you know? awesome. Uh, obvi- obviously right up our alley. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for sending this in, Blade, if that is your name. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, because if he is a member, if, if this person is a member, I don't know who the other. Metallum has no members listed. Sure. So. Um, all right, what's next? Queen of the and the Scorpion King, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, the, dude, the, the fucking, fucking Scorpion, Scorpion King. King. What a nightmare. I know. Uh, seven again. All right, so seven is iPad Baby with Feed Me Paper. This is uh, Homeboy from Window Phases' attempt at egg punk. When he says he they're doing it as a meme, I think what what I'm I'm gonna I say mean, in good faith. 
they they set the constraints very strictly yeah on this project and say let's do it's everything we can within this box it's a very limited palette right for sure which is what i do always right. <laughs> that's like what i do with every musical project right. i have right right, like, right you know so um we're gonna listen to the title track which is also the opener so we're gonna listen to feed me paper off of the release of the same name by ipad baby what <laughs> no dude what yeah what you it's my second twisted mind don't have mercy Feed Me Paper off the release of the same name by iPad Baby. You guys did it. Yeah. You nailed it. Success. Yeah, for sure. This is so, so, okay. So I personally, even if you're describing this, because these are younger people, so they're describing as doing this quote as the meme. But like I said, the way I interpret that is, look, this, these are the, these are the constraints we're working within and we're going to nail sort of every genre trope in this thing. Right. To a T, right? But that is um, so much of what like punk and hardcore music is right is like recreating little bits and pieces of historic scenes often regional scenes deconstructing right deconstructing and then like i guess reverse engineering exactly down to the finest little nut and bolt exactly like like when i was writing the colossal man demo or whatever you know i think again like there is there is a lack of self-seriousness in how I approach making music that I think totally mirrors this. And I think for maybe a younger person who hasn't been in music or in like punk and hardcore for long enough, it's easy to imagine that everybody takes themselves seriously and everything is, is, is in earnest. But like so much of like the hardcore I muse, music I write is like, yeah, I'm trying to write good songs that rip, but also it's tongue in cheek to an extent. Like when I'm writing about fucking crushing ghouls and mutants under my boot, sure. Like part of that's partly an expression of how I really feel, but also like I'm channeling a really specific time and place in like New York hardcore music and stuff. So in the same way, me and a zillion other people that are in bands are very much 
setting constraints for themselves, working within it, and recreating yep. hyper-specific tropes of bands from the past. Yeah. And I think that this is no different in that way. So you may describe it as, quote-unquote, a meme, but I think you're just it's, doing genre exercise. It's, it's like working with oils or clay. Exactly. Yes, uh, exactly. Acrylic, oil, you know, oil paints, acrylics, clay. Yes. Doing a mixed media. Mix, right. Do mixed medium. Right. Never fucking. A mixed media project, hardcore project, never. It never works, right? Never. I want you, I want you doing... Oil, right? Acrylic clay. I want you working in this specific. Don't uh, don't get too fancy, right? When it, like in Colossal Man, I'm working in the busted medium, right? right? Anytime and you see experimental, yeah, no, right, <laughs> exactly, yes. So, yo, whether or not you're doing this as a joke or not, whatever, whether it's a sort of meta commentary, I don't know. It seems just based on window phase that a lot of what this individual does is kind of meta commentary in a way and deconstructive, but. This was just a straight-up good version of this kind of uh, hyper-reductive, but good version of what it was doing. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it's hyper-reductive, but, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a spot-on fucking cone yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. It's effective genre exercise. Right. I, it's just straight-up, like, I liked it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I thought it was good and I fun. Also, I also think that this is probably the most musically sort of, like, cogent thing. Mm-hmm. That we've heard, yes, from this particular individual. Yes, I would agree entirely. Right. What, what do you have pulled up? So here? all yeah, I can think with the fucking Phoebe paper is Mari, Mari Povich and chasing women around with fucking cotton ball. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, the the one where he brings out the olives. Yeah. Have you seen that one? And she goes, Oh no, no, no! Yeah. I, I just love the insincerity <laughs> of the setup with this. If any of it is real, right. with this woman and and the, the audience is just waiting for. Her. <laughs> 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 and she's on there, you know, she's right. ostensibly on there expressing her true concerns yeah. to the most insincere man <laughs> yes. on television. There's Mari holding her hand. Right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, on this TV show, we've got the best way to cure your phobias. Here's the gun. And she takes, <laughs> she takes off. And then there's a cotton ball man in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and they just chase her <laughs> I just love the conceit of the show being like and then oh, he's hugging her like he didn't I, just fucking set her up for that well, I love that the conceit of the show is that like oh no this is exposure therapy you Dude, know what I mean like, I, I'm gonna tell you right now yeah. if therapy worked like that yeah. I would go I would go to school to be a therapist yeah, of if course it, <laughs> yeah. therapy to help people overcome their fears yeah. just a matter of to, to terrorizing them in yeah. a confined space. Yeah, dude, like people come in, you get over their fear for spiders, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to get you, and you just throw <laughs> yeah. spiders yeah, at them. Like, yeah. They come in, and you're just like, look at this. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, you're like yeah. holding the tarantula. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. I'd be a therapist. That for sounds sure. fucking awesome. I'd never get tired of Is it. This the, okay, oh, so this is the compilation of him just chasing people around just with chasing things. chasing people around. Here comes you. Oh, I saw him in the background. Yeah. There it is, little <laughs> The olive one is definitely my favorite one, because the woman describes her fear of olives as deriving from seeing her grandpa dead and his <laughs> yeah. eyes were like green and red and yeah. looked like olives here it is i'm afraid of spiders lizards and olives okay yeah olives is dude olives is the all-timer like the way that that woman like screams in fear i don't know if there's any way that you could i think that's yeah that's her right there she's like oh no <laughs> it's so this fucking one. good she yes dude her fucking face <laughs> And they know, like, she's crying. And they're also, Maury's just lying to her. He's just I like, know, there's no Don't worry about it. The whole, the whole crowd's laughing. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
It's so fucking good. I know. It's so fun. I wish it was so real. I know. It's too. not. I wish it was real. Sally. Though. Yeah, me too. Black olives <laughs> or green olives? Any. Any. Doesn't matter. Okay. Why Honestly, because they remind me of dead people. Why do they remind? Why do they remind you of dead? If I, if I, if, if someone in my life I discovered had such a phobia as this, and so he looked up that I would never stop. How could you? How could you? It's too good. It's they're they're asking for it. You know what Grandfather came right up out of his coffin, and he had green eyes. And ever since then, you've been scared of olives. Do you eat olives? No, we can't eat them down the Okay. Bring out the olives! <laughs> 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 Sally! Dude, him comforting her and then go, bring out the olives! <laughs> I so I'm want to start a fucking walk to help people with their phobias, and that's all I do is chase around with shit. I know. And terrorize them. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Like, I swear there's nothing here that's going to scare you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so, I guess we should probably uh, continue to listen to some music on this show. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, what's, what's next? Five. All right. <laughs> Bring out the olives. <laughs> it's so fucking good. All right. That's all I could think of the paper man because I thought he did one about toilet paper and a toilet paper man chased somebody. He may have. He may have. Whatever. Okay, so this is uh, Crucimentum with Obsidian Refractions. Um, so we were told to listen to the track Abhorrence Evangelium, uh, the second trance on, uh, track on here. So we're going to listen to Abhorrence Evangelium by Crucimentum off of Obsidian Refractions. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. 
right, that was Abhorrence Evangelium by Crucimentum off of Obsidian Refractions. Some top quality death metal. Yeah, what's not to like there? What's not to like? Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's top quality uh, modern death metal. Yeah, exactly. It has like some of the spacier and more techy elements that you would find in something like Tomb Mold, but mm-hmm. plenty of like the classic touchstones, like sonic touchstones of the genre that make this like, you know, very much in the lineage right. of classic death metal while feeling distinctly modern. Right, you right. It, it absolutely feels distinctly modern. But it, it hasn't lost sight of where it came from. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, that, that 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 absolutely fucking ripped. This band's been around for a minute. You know, they've got members of, you know, Morbosa Dad. Oh, okay. You know, like, the, the list goes on and on. Oh, I mean, that's you sick. Know, just, yeah. just looking on and on. These folks, my point is, everybody involved in this band yeah. has been in a bunch of other bands. And they'll know exactly what they're fucking doing, and that is 100% evident. Yeah, this is this is very very professionally this is, uh, rendered. This is this is uh we 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 could even say that uh that 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 a band this I guess uh um flawlessly executed mm-hmm. is sort of beyond the scope of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, this is like us reviewing the new Cannibal Corpse, right, which yeah, is yeah. good. Exactly. But we have we we get we get plenty of death metal that falls into this yeah. lane because it's one it is a genre in which the chasm between like amateur level and professional level is incredibly massive and we love things on both ends of that spectrum and much of what sits in the middle is unlistenable bullshit. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, so right, right, right. we either get the straight up demo quality lo-fi shit that right. we like or we get the really good stuff like this and the shit that we get in between we just throw right in the fucking trash. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So So yeah, this is on profound lore. Oh, okay. Makes sure. sense. That makes absolute sense. This is yep. super fucking sick. The band's the band's last release from I think like 2017. Yeah. Um, Paradise. 2015. Uh, Charnel Passages is really fucking good as well. There was a there was a there is like a two song EP from 2017. Paradise and Venom. Yeah, yeah. But the last full length. Yeah, the last full length is from 2015. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, sick band. Real, real sick good. Sick fucking release. Real fucking good. Yeah. We'll listen to this at the shop tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. What's next? We, uh, we have no voicemails tonight. We do have a handful of text messages, but I, I think we should try and uh, try and really milk some music out of this one. Okay. So. <laughs> milk some music. <laughs> yeah, you know, milk in the old... Milk in Is the that what news. you do with bagpipes? You milk music yeah, out you of milk it. it? Yeah, you milk the music out of it. You, you, you spit the music in it, and then you milk the music out <laughs> That's of it. That's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. Spit the music in, milk it out. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Uh, one. Okay, this is uh, this is some grindcore. This is the stuff Joey sent in. This is Warfuck, Warfuck with Diptych. Um, this is a band from Lyon, France. He said we should listen to two songs back to back. They are all like a minute long, so that's fine. Um, he suggested three into four. So pan pan cemental into ignolve. Um, maybe Ignolve. I don't fucking know. We're gonna listen to uh, the third track into the fourth track by Warfuck off of Diptych.
Okay, so now that I see the rest of the songs on this are definitely in French, there's no way I'm actually pronouncing these correctly. With French, they just make up how every word is pronounced. You see, you know, <laughs> pensamental, which is, they're, they're all letters arranged yeah. in a familiar fashion. Uh -huh. So speaking a Germanic language like English, things that would be apparent and obvious to us, really this is probably pronounced pensamental. Just like you know spitting a bunch of pudding out. Yes, exactly. So that was the third and fourth track off of Diptych by Warfuck. I thought that that was really good and not cute. No, that was pretty smoking. That would I, I didn't see a picture of the band, really. Yeah. There's a little picture of them there. Uh, yeah. But when this first kicked in, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like short hair, like black hoodie and glasses grind. Yes, yeah, for sure, 100%. Right. This is, you know, this is like really metallic and technical grind <laughs> in the vein of Pig Destroyer and like agoraphobic nosebleed in it, the vein of Terrorizer before that. Really you know? start, yeah, but like, it, yeah, and and this this sort of grind really sort of came into its own like maybe 15 years ago. For sure, yeah, you exactly. Know? Like I said, in the, in the wake of like Prowler in the Yard and shit like that, there are a lot of bands that started incorporating more very overtly metallic and technical influences. This band's the, been around for a grip. They've 2012 been is their first one on Trend Kill. Yep, 2012. The second re, the second release, uh, Neantification, mm -hmm. is on like 20 labels. Okay, that's, that's I mean, that's a grindcore, grindcore classic, right? Yeah. Having a zillion different labels release your, your shit. I think, the, uh, I think the release, like the Cloud Rat release that Dan helped out with, like the first LP, yeah, yeah, was yeah. like four different labels yeah, yeah, or some yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, this was fucking sick. There was there was nothing cute about this. No, this was pretty relentless. It had just enough sort of sense about itself to like give you a few head nods once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that fit well. Yep. Um, yeah, this is fucking sick. Even when it did like stop starty <clears throat> techie stuff, there were plenty of passages in there, musical passages to like sink your teeth into and. There were riffs in there that are memorable. They're real riffs. That's the thing. It, you know this I mean? was sharp and it was technical, yes. but it wasn't cute and techy. It wasn't dicking around for just no, the, the sake of 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 uh, showcasing the players. It didn't skills. fuck around. It didn't fuck around. No, it was fucking awesome. Ripping, Joey, you did it. You did it. You made up for fucking. Meat Invasion or whatever the name of the band was. What? Meat? I can't remember. What's the name of the band? Heaven uh, Moto? Heaven Moto. I don't fucking know. I just, I knew there was a meat in, or a, an M in there. Yeah. There was a, there was an M and T combo. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> meat Invasion felt like what was happening when I was listening to Heaven Moto. Yeah. Felt like someone was invading me with their meat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was really good. Joey, I'm glad that you sent this in instead of more really bad pop punk. Yeah. Um, let's... Keep it moving because I don't really have anything else to say other than that was really that was fucking, fucking good. Sick. And uh, I, I would like to get through one or two more before we uh, before we uh, read some text. Okay, four. Okay, this is subject to change with their demo. This is out on Undivided Attention. Let's see what else Undivided Attention has put out. I think Undivided Attention is like a new. Okay, so they put out the Matter of Fact demo, which is also you know I think we had the Matter of we Fact did have demo the Matter on of here. Fact on here, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, it's just like I think this is maybe one of the kids in Matter of Fact or mm -hmm. Subject to Change doing this. Um, I know that these are all young folks. Um, we were uh, recommended the uh, eponymous track, which we always go with anyway, because as we always say, if you're going to name uh, a song after your band or vice versa, you better bring it on that track, right. you know? So we're going to listen to Subject to Change by the band Subject, Subject to Change off of their demo. I've got no respect. 
Subject to change by the band, subject to change off of the demo. That rocked good old fashioned short hair hardcore punk made by young people. The variety of hardcore that I will never get tired, never get tired of seeing of. 18, 19, 20 year olds play. Get me, get this old my, old man moshing every time. I really loved the delivery of the oh yeah, yeah. before the mosh part. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. The mosh part was sick. It's really good, like second wave hardcore yeah exactly exactly yeah. uh i also I, I couldn't discern a ton of lyrics in here i picked uh, out a yourself few. save us kill the yourself and save hey, us man, the trouble i'm telling you right now in this day and age yeah. anytime somebody's advocating killing yourself yeah i'm all for it so what so what i what i know of some of the personnel involved in this band the younger kids that i've seen at shows in springfield and shit i've seen them at shows in in the chicagoland area they're kids that are very much, uh, they're a lot of like a f at least a couple of them are like dyed in the wool skinhead kids. They're very much uh, bringing it back to the streets, bringing it back to the roots, uh, doing things like telling people to kill themselves. Yeah. I think they're of a, a demographic of kids that is both very much of their generation in that like they are uh, they have they have taken a broader view in terms of like their politics, things of that nature, sure. but are pushing back against like the hypersensitivity that they perceive in other people in their own age. Yeah. So they're like sitting right in a space that I like where like their overall worldview and politics reflect very much my own and also their approach to being cavalier about how they speak <laughs> reflects my own approach, right. which is but, nice. But, yeah. you know, like it's... You and I do it. We're just fucking, you know, out of fucking dated old men. Yeah, for sure. No matter what I do. Right, of course. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 sure. Right? Right. But, you know, coming out of a young person, somebody, some, a young person telling you to kill yourself? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, this rocks, man. Uh, I really want to play with this band. I knew this was going to be good just because I know the kids involved in it to some extent, and I know what they're about, and I know what they like. And I know this, the, the general crew they roll with, and I knew that this was going to be sick. It was sick. I am very excited yeah, to see this band great. at some point. And I'm sure it seems like at least a couple of these kids are probably going to be lifers that will go on to play in a lot more good bands over time. So, yeah, good shit, man. I got nothing else to say about it. It's just yeah, good old-fashioned hardcore. Sounded great, too, the production. Perfect. Yeah. Demo core is back, baby. Um, let's listen to one more band and then read some texts and, uh, and get out of here. All right. Uh, one. 
Okay, I'm sorry to say, TJ, you're, even though we listened to eight bands on this episode now, your uh, Silver Car Crash third time was not a charm. I think that was the third time you submitted this. I'm just going to listen to this on my own tomorrow, and then I'll report back next week. Oh, also, on the at the top of the episode, I spoke about shit that was really good that we maybe didn't get around to last week or just dipped into. I'll tell you what isn't good is the uh, Hank Wood solo material. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't listen to that. Holy fuck is it bad, dude. I mean, really, really really fucking you don't bad. like dude not only do i not like but it made me mad i listened to the song i love cocaine and he's doing like his classic hank, hank wood delivery thing mm-hmm. but over this really lackadaisical like keyboard music so he's just like i love cocaine oh yeah i love cocaine yeah and i'm just like fuck dude this sucks ass <laughs> yeah. um the man has lost the plot uh <laughs> we'll just say that the man has lost the plot and yo the second example of something we've heard on Toxic State that is only on that label because it's coming from a trusted source, a homie, where they're just like, yeah, well, for sure. Whereas if I sent in a song where I'm going, oh, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, it is the dude. It is fucking Hank Wood. Yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, if I sent that to them, they would tell me to kill myself. Yeah, There's I mean, no it, fucking it's, way. It's, it's the Hank Wood and the Hammerheads. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, I, you know, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. There's no way. I get what you're saying. It's it's literally only because of who the guy is. Yeah. If it were anyone else, they would tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Is it like fucking Lou Reed, Metal Machine, <sighs> Mach- whatever the fuck that album is? It, I mean, no, like, but You know yes, what I mean? Like yes. the same thing where it's Sick. like, yeah, you, you know. For oh, sure. Yeah, Lou Reed put a new record. I'll check this it, out. It's a guy, you know, who's gotten really into Tom Waits or something. Oh, and he's no. just like, he's just trying to do, Dude, he, he's no. trying to make say art. No, more. no, no, say he's no more. He's trying to make no. art. You know what I say mean? Say no more. It fucking sucks. I uh, yeah, no. sucks balls. It's also, even though I love Hank Wood and the Hammerheads, it's not an unpredictable end result of the Hank Wood musical journey. You know what I mean? So, no, 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 no. For sure. So, okay. So this uh, this one is Hellbender with their demo. This came out in January of this year. Um, let's jump into it. Uh, let me double check here. Um, no song recommended. So we were just uh, listening to the one they have queued up to play, which is the fifth song. We're going to listen to Jabroni Hamilton by Hellbender off of their demo.
That was Jabroni Hamilton by Hellbender off their demo. How'd you feel about it? Uh, I felt exactly how I expected to feel from it. Me too. Um, hey, Grind has a long fucking history of just goofy shit. For sure. Those those tracks, those bands never really stick with me. No. It's fun. Sure. Have your fun. Right. Right. But no. Yeah, of course. Yeah, especially coming off of listening to War Fuck, which is like real deal, serious <laughs> grind. Yeah. This yeah. immediately juxtaposed with that is just like, sure, man. Yeah. You know, play play basements with this, play right. DIY spaces, have a good time. This is a hyper ephemeral form of grind that yeah. lasts a season. Right. I would not be surprised if this demo from January is the only thing that ever it's, gets released by this band. It, it's joke store grind, right? It's yeah. fake puke, it's stink bombs. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's fucking yes. jo- it's 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 right. a joke store grind. For sure. And I actually I It's rem- just there to irritate the neighbors. Right. And to have a laugh. When when Tina was in uh full stride, I remember talking to them when Full Stride was playing up here and they said actually like that they were talking about Hellbender, and they said that like there it was kind of grindy, but there was new metal influence in it, mm. and you could totally hear that in this. Like there were some deliberate jump the fuck up parts, and I remember when they told me that I was like, oh, okay, like cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. fine. I, I'm sure I'll never go out of my way to listen to it, and now I have done so just by merit of the fact that it ended up on our show. But yeah, I mean this is jokey as shit, jokey names uh, of songs like new metal influences that are played for yucks, but also are probably somewhat sincere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, again, what can I say? Not the target demographic. Seen a lot of this shit in a lot of basements over the years. Don't remember 98% Saw so much of it it that I I, I wish I'd never seen another band like it again. Agree. (laughs) Agree. Never, never... I, I just straight up, like, I'll never sit through another set of this. No. Like, you won't catch me. Never. You won't not catch even me as a favor, basement. not even out of politeness. No, not, dude. Um, <laughs> this is Not even if I'm the only person in the basement. If I'm the only person in the basement, I'm doing a fake emergency phone call, my classic move. Oh, what's that, Mom? And then I'm, yeah, I'm dipping out, you know. Sorry, yeah. Mom, I'm in a basement. I'll be right there. And yeah. then I'm getting out of there. <laughs> the classic. The classic. I've, dude, as I've said on the show before, so many Harrison House gigs where... There was four of us down there, and the band is just honking up a storm. And I had to do the, what's that? No, hold up, I'll be right there. And just, you know, one one yeah. finger over the other, yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. run upstairs, yeah. and then just chill in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Um, okay. On that note, let's uh, let's read some text messages, respond to some inquiries, and then uh, then get out of here because I gotta go explore the old west. Yeah, dude, man. You know, I, I'm deep in it. Yeah. Like I never stop playing it. Sure. You know, I just hunt. Right, yeah, dude, hunting in that game is so right. fucking satisfying. I, ju- I just basically go out and hunt, and I right. look, for, I look to start fights, sure, with uh, NPCs. But like, you know, not like you know, I'm gonna kill them or anything. Sure, I just yeah. antagonize. Just them. get in a brawl. I like to just like antagonize people that I ride by on a horse, and then yeah. get them to shoot at me, and then run away. Right, and then run back up to them again. Yeah, and holler something else at them, and then they get mad, and I run away. Again. Right, yeah. You were talking, you were detailing what you do to the homeboy at the uh, yeah. Range. I'm really deconstructing the game, right? Yeah, sure. Well, that's it's a game that's meant to be deconstructed. Yeah, I'm really, I mean? I'm really tearing it down and exploring all the nooks. I was going for the hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I'm at like ninety nine. That's good, man. Right. That's good because there's a lot to discover in there. Yeah. I got it on sale. Uh, I, I I got it on sale for twenty bucks um, on like the Xbox Store, and I'm so bummed because they had like the ultimate edition with everything was on sale like two weeks ago for mm-hmm. like forty five dollars, and now it's back up to like a hundred bucks. And I was like, ah, I don't need to. There's the the base game has so much in it. I don't need this. What shit. the fuck's in the ultimate? 
I don't know. I don't know. Some expansion, some extra stuff. I don't I didn't know that happened. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you know, I just go in there and I will literally just hunt for hours. Yeah. Stacking pelts. Yeah. Why not? Man? Then I take them to sell them. It's great. Right? It's fucking awesome. The fucking, the fucking, uh, the trapper guy's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. And then I unload like a hundred fucking deer pelts on his yeah. ass. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's read some text. So this, uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. So this one just simply says, in his house at Gardein, dead Chobani Odnog waits dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For sure. Chobani Odnog. We, we got a couple, uh. I like a couple people made some memes or posts and tagged like the demo listen Instagram in them where they were doing some Chobani Oat Nog uh, yeah. old ones posts. Yeah. That's uh, that really is what it sounds like. It's the Nog, yes, for sure. Right, like Nog Sathoth, yes, yeah, or Yog Sathoth, yes, yes. Um, okay, we got one from uh, from Sutton here. Apologies for the for the rant worthy of considering it to be Dylan Klebold, a Dylan Klebold manifesto. Now for a serious question, Nate willing to do a live stream where me and you pop on and see who can consume the 125 nuggets faster. McD's for you, Hip City for me, fat fuck versus half a fat fuck. <laughs> it's not the worst idea, but somebody else suggested it too. We would just be biting hardware steez too much. Yeah, no, we you can't, know what I mean? No, no. We, they, they, that was... I watched all fucking hour and a half or two hours of that video that they did, and it was really... We don't want to make it a thing. No, it was a high-level entertainment, and it was theirs, and we can all conjecture about how many nuggets Nate could eat, and many have. Many have thrown their hats in the ring. Many people have said uh, they're very confident you could eat over 100 nuggets, and I'm fully with them, but... I, I think uh, simply for purposes of taste, we could not buy no. hardware that hard. And if I'm going head to head with somebody, yeah, yo, you gotta you, you gotta fucking nut up and eat the real deal. Yeah, 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 true, true, right. true, true. Because you you have to have the other thing is you have to have comparable. That's right, yeah, like that's right, nutritional facts that's and everything, right. right? So you can't have any variables in there like that. Uh, a tip for any young bands out there: if you're going for big guitar power pop and not MTV pop punk, you absolutely cannot do the halftime chorus thing. You absolutely, yeah. Wow. So, yo, that is a that is a critical piece of advice here, actually, that I did not consider. I've never thought of it in those terms before. I've never kind of broken it down to that level, but that's absolutely true. If you do the, like, with the downbeats, you've immediately gone into shitty radio pop punk territory or radio pop rock territory at the best. Right. You have ventured outside the confines of power pop. Right. Maybe even fade in the drums so it sounds like they're coming in through an AM radio. <sighs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, if, you, if, if, you, uh, if you're going for... Um, big guitar power pop you can't do a single thing that that band did. <laughs> that is absolutely true other than i guess they had some leads you know that could be like if you if you repurpose them they could work in the context of a power pop song but the voice yes, in heaven moto didn't do a single thing right but if we're just picking one kind of critical misstep doing a big halftime chorus thing no way jose you're immediately outside the realms of of uh power pop or even tasteful music um Here's a question. Can you still be straight edge if you have a gambling addiction? Also, I am going to say that Nate can eat more than 100 chicken nuggets. Um, well, yeah, because I'm a I'm a living, breathing example. Well, as the tenants were laid, as the dogma was laid down, uh -huh. 
It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If we're just going by, I guess it's uh to to quote like a TTRPG oft used term, it's uh rules as written versus rules as interpreted. That's right. <laughs> right. That's so right. Rules as written, you're definitely good. Rules as interpreted, maybe not, but uh, I think it's still fine. And personally, I've only ever like dabbled with some problematic gambling behavior and never ventured into like full on degenerate gambling because I have enough of an ability to pump the brakes and go, Oh, I don't know about this. There was a time in my like early twenties where I would occasionally gamble away every cent of money that I made that day working at the end of the day playing dice, but it was mostly pretty short lived. Um, and I don't fuck around with it at all anymore other than just an occasional roll for fun. But I will say I've known many an edgeman that has, <laughs> that has, uh, a, a soft spot for gambling for sure. I, uh, I, I dabbled in it a little bit in the past week. Oh, in the past week uh-huh. in, in Red Dead Redemption 2? No, no, not at all. Oh, what did you do? We, uh, went to a birthday party uh-huh. for a friend's little girl Okay, at, uh, a local arcade. Okay. And they have one of those games where it pushes the quarters over the edge. Here in town? Yeah. Okay. If I could put five bucks in. Sure, why not? One enough tickets to uh, get me like 45 grape Tootsie Rolls. That's not fucking bad, dude. Five bucks, 45 grape Tootsie Rolls. It's pretty good. All right, whatever. Yeah, sure, why not? Right? <laughs> so there it's you go. It's the journey, not the, <laughs> not the destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's the most I've gambled in, in probably 10 years. Yeah. Not me, but, yeah, not me. Um, okay, uh, here we go. Just getting to the episode, but I got $10 on seeing if Nate can actually eat 150 nuggets. A um, lot of lot of people interested in yeah. this, but like I said, it would just be... Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll pick up, like, 100 at work uh-huh. tomorrow. Sure. And just see how it goes. Just see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. I'll trust you on that one. That's that's something, even though you lie to me constantly and you lie on the show constantly, is... How much is 100 nuggets? A hundred nuggets. I I think, so I think that McDonald's does like party pack things of like 20 nuggets a pop that I think are fairly affordable. So I don't think a hundred nuggets is going to set you back a crazy amount. Yeah. I would bet like maybe 40 bucks Mm -hmm. if I had to guess. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. No, it's not. I mean, that's, that's not lunch. That's more of a dinner. That's definitely definitely more of a dinner for yeah. sure. Yeah, forty bucks is more of a dinner. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll, I'll give it a go in my private time. Maybe and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think I think making it content would just be we'd be biting way too hard, um, and we'd be biting from a podcast that is uh, much much bigger than ours and far more widely acclaimed uh, by two people who are generally more well liked than us. So uh, yeah. that's it's, and more well known. It's a bad look on every, every front. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's yeah, a bad it's look really on every bad. front. It's really bad. We don't want to do that. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. But just as uh, as just sort of a personal experiment, that my we can own personal back edification. In. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's all we got this week. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks as always to everybody who sends music our way. The show would literally not exist without you because God knows we're not doing the footwork. So we will uh, see you next week. And thanks as always.